Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Straight out of Austin, Texas, it's On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com, with your hosts, statesman sports columnists, Cedric Golden and Kirk Bowles. Often imitated, never duplicated. Hear it here first, On Second Thought. On Second Thought, episode 234, brought to you by Hook'em.com and our good friends at Bud Light. Sid Golden here with the Duck Kirk Bowls, and guess what, friends? Man, we are back in the studio at the Austin American Statesman for the first time in how long, Duck? Over a year and a half. Oh, my God, man. And and I don't know if you guys can tell, but uh, we've been doing them on Zoom calls because the pandemic has kind of mandated that we don't that we stay away mm-hmm. but uh there's no one in the statesman and so we're gonna try we're gonna try in most weeks to get back down here to the to the studio because the sound is so much better we had a friend matt over our friend of the podcast he listens every week our former co-worker shout out to Oberschnauzer. he uh he asked me he said that the sound was a little choppy last week and i think i'm having some internet issues at the house yes, in Pflugerville, Duck. So, yes, you are. Uh, no issues here today. We're going to talk to uh, Dallas Cowboys play-by-play legend Brad Sham a little later about the game coming up at the L.A. Chargers. But first, Duck, we got news from the 40. New quarterback, and his name is Casey Thompson. No big surprise. The surprise was he didn't start the second half against Arkansas, which I think Sark should have gone to. Uh, yeah, and I bet if he had a do-over, he would definitely do that. But you got to have a better feel. You know, he always says he's going to play both quarterbacks, but he's going to go with his gut on when to put the backup in. I thought he screwed that up. So, that's, so you could say at the quarterback he's 0 for 2 uh, because – you're starting a, a different quarterback week three, and you didn't put your backup in to change the flow and momentum of the game against Arkansas, so there are two strikes against him. Uh, but I thought this was uh, a natural, smart decision, don't you? Yeah, I, I do worry, though, about uh, what have we been talking about for six or seven months. And uh, you know, we're hearing that the kid was winning the job, and we saw Casey throw a pick six in the spring game on his own doorstep and it just and the kid had more upside the kid has got a live arm uh, I'm sorry I, I was watching that Arkansas game as bad as it was there were a couple of times when when he was on the move and he let that thing go and it was tight he throws Duck, well on the run he has nice arm talent he does he's a nice quarterback so you gotta know where it's going and his upside I think is bigger than Casey Thompson but I think Casey Thompson probably the better guy for the job right now we and all thought it was going to happen mid-August. We did, and then it changed. Yeah. And so for me, uh, the uncertainty of it all, uh, you know, switching mid-range after after we've been told the same thing. This kid, the kid Hudson Card has one 
one bad game and in a hostile environment where your offensive line was soft as tissue paper and and uh, they got beat on big plays by by an average. I'm sorry, Duck. KJ Jefferson is an average quarterback. He is. He's average. He's and got some upside. He's he, he he Kevin Prince them the guy from UCLA. He did that to them, and so it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a great showing by the defense. And and he didn't have a lot of blocking, and they couldn't run the ball. Bijan couldn't get off, and so there are a lot of issues in that hostile environment. Uh, I I think um, I think they still probably would have lost to Arkansas, yeah. but I think uh, Casey would have done a much better job because I think he's a little bit he's much more mature and I think he's more ready for this. And he said it to us this week, Doug. Oh, I like being the villain. Yeah, I like it. He did. I like it. He likes being booed. And uh, I don't. Know. All right. So let me ask you this: Did Sark screw up by starting Hudson Card week one and naming him his starting quarterback? Yeah, if the leash was that short, yes, he did. So you think he was just going with the long-term upside? Well, I look at it this way, Kirk. I think if Hudson's as good as we think he's going to be, then maybe Sark was looking long-term and he was going, okay, we're going to get him this year, and then next year he's going to blow up and he's going he's gonna to throw 30 touchdown passes, mm-hmm. and he's going to be gone. Because he might be a, a early round draft pick, because he's got he's got some measurables about him. He's skinny, but he's got a big arm. Well, he's and, got three years. Yeah, he's got, he's he's got, got three two years. More. But but next year would next year would have been three years. Well, yeah, on right. Campus. Next year, but he's got this year, and next year. I'm saying, but after next year, he's saying sure. he's going to be gone. So sure. he wants to get him now. Maybe, maybe. And so maybe he was thinking, I get him now. I get him again next year, much improved, and then he's going to be gone. I want to get I want to get this arm talent for two years instead of one. So why didn't he Sitting stick with that decision? I don't know because may, maybe they looked so bad and the kid looked a little overwhelmed uh, in amid all of that pressure and all of that that atmosphere in Fayetteville that maybe he wanted to go to a little bit more of a mature hand. I think it's a sense center. of urgency. He knows how starved this fan base is for some success and Texas size success and. He doesn't want this thing getting away from him. Uh, you know, Charlie lasted three years. Uh, Tom Herman lasted four tumultuous seasons and started two seasons with losses to, to Maryland. So I think he thought, man, could this thing go sideways? If I'm wrong on Hudson Card and, you know, after Rice this week, which, you know, they're going to name the score, then you got a, an improved Texas Tech team coming in. Not great, but improved. Then you go to TCU, then you have Oklahoma. Oof. So you need some answers pretty quickly. And you need some good stuff to happen exactly. before conference. So in a way, I, I applaud him for being adaptable and not being overly stubborn. Like, no, Hudson Carr's my guy. I decided that in August. I'm sticking with it. So uh, I know, and I think you would agree with me, he doesn't want to go back and forth, back and forth all year long. Yeah, you don't want to do musical quarterbacks. But I think he would love to decide – uh, quickly, so it doesn't linger as a problem and a potential uh, divisive issue in the locker room. I don't think we really know who they side with, you know. Oh, they they follow both. They love both guys. That's yeah, what that's everybody what, was. Oh, wow, we always. follow both guys. We love both. And guys. that's never accurate, is it? No, it's never accurate. No. It's split. It's they, split. Yeah, Even the, if it's fifty-one forty-nine, it's right. split. Yeah, there are going to be some that. Side with Card, some side with Thompson. But and I also I kind of maintain this that 
the whole Alamo Bowl performance, as great as it was in the second half, and it was, it was electric. Office. It was electric. Sark wasn't here. He that was still Herman. He he came in with a clean slate. He, and Herman got fired a few days after if that. Tom, if Tom so, Herman were still the coach, I think Casey Thompson would be a starting coach. I do, too. I do, too. But the fact that it didn't happen under Sark's watch and – you know he is he was new so he was new to Sark he did not he had not built up any street cred with Sark and then to throw the pick six in in the spring game so and then have some ball security issues in practice after had, that he had one turnover in the two scrimmages and Hudson Card had zero so I think maybe all that kind of led to him going with Card here's what Sark had to say about the decision you know the quarterback thing. Ideally, everybody wants to have a starter, the backup. Everybody wants to know what it is. We're in a unique situation. We've got two good guys. They play well. They play hard. They, they prepare. Um, I think the team believes in both of them. That was evident from week one against Louisiana, week two against Arkansas. Um, so we'll put ourselves in position to make sure that both those guys are you know, in a position to excel. Um, I don't know how long it's going to go, you know, and, and that's – Part of it is unfortunate because you like to know exactly where you are, but part of it is I kind of like it because they're making it hard, you know, and that, that should be the characteristic of our team at every position, that every week you just don't know because both guys are battling so hard. And so I appreciate that about both Casey and Hudson. So, Duck, it's, it's obvious uh, that, he, that, that he's, he's confident in Casey. Right. And it kind of echoes to me that it was really a close competition it wasn't a runaway by any stretch of the imagination and he said it right i'm I'm glad they're making this hard but uh uh, at the same time i still know that he wants to settle on one guy you're not gonna we're not gonna be able to go a full season with all Mm -hmm. of this right and and you see it around the league where you know you know boston college quarterback is already out and 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 you see it other places aggie quarterback is you know out for a length of time so uh, so it's not all that rare, you know, but, you know, getting back to the Arkansas game, <coughs> that was a beehive. They just ran into a situation where Arkansas was not going to be denied. And it's like, I don't know if it was Bijan on Monday that told us, uh, or DeMarvion, uh, or Deshaun Jameson said, you know, it was never quiet. It was loud from warm ups to that final whistle. And those that, kids, those young fans in the in the stadium were were given history lessons by grandma and grandpa and uncle and aunt. Absolutely, they came in and they were loud. And I, you know, I was like, I know a lot of these people weren't alive, but that was raucous. And they, a lot of these guys on the Texas team have been in raucous environments, but I don't think they've been in anything like that because. It's one thing uh, to go to Texas Tech, uh, and Texas Tech hasn't been very good in a while. Texas mm-hmm. has been all over Tech lately. Right. Uh, K-State doesn't get that loud. We know Kansas sucks. Uh, Iowa State, not, mm, not, no. not loud like that. No, no. No. All, the only one I can remember is Ohio State. Definitely Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio State came in Arkansas in 04. The loudest stadiums I've ever covered games in. I would think I would probably put LSU number one, and maybe Ohio State two, and uh, and then maybe Arkansas three when they're playing Texas, and then A and M. Those might be the four biggest hotbeds you know I've uh, I've covered games in, and 
like I said, you know, not enough was made of it. I think uh, you, sorry, may, you you got it from the jump. You told me you told me early. I'm, I'm picking Arkansas, and you and you didn't waver. And then I go, why? And you go, it's their Super Bowl. Yeah. I go, that doesn't matter. Texas is better, and Texas wasn't. They no. wasn't, and they weren't, and no. I, I really think it, a lot of it had to do with the fans. Oh, if yeah. this game was played last year during a pandemic in a half-empty stadium, oh, Texas story. doesn't get blown out. Different they may story. lose, but they don't get blown out. And I think Sark miscalculated. I think he'd been there a number of times with Alabama. I'm sorry, it's not the same. It is not the you same. You go in there and you're up 21 nothing. those guys aren't going crazy anymore. No. They, they know that Alabama's coming to town exactly. and they're going to put it on us. Exactly. So I think he had a false sense of confidence. Or he either knew, one person over at UT told me, no, Sark knew what he was getting into. He didn't want to scare his team. He didn't want them go in rattled like, they're going to be all over you. Well, but part of that's preparation for that mental side. How do they work out for him? Not too well. Okay, not too well. I got a question in. for you. I'm gonna, I got an answer for you. Ten times. Neutral site. Texas plays Arkansas. Texas wins six of those. Really? I think so. I think Arkansas wins six. They're, Texas is more talented, and I, are they? I I think they are. Not up front. Why do you say that? I they I, I they have the best running back. Yeah, but uh, Arkansas. Oh, has we, four oh, good ones. But are they are they starting Casey Thompson or Hudson? There you go. We don't know. It's neutral side with Hudson with with Casey Thompson at quarterback. Is Arkansas still up six four? I, I make a case that Casey Thompson's better better than KJ Jefferson, and usually the better quarterback wins. Well, KJ he had like five starts last year, you know. After the fans uh, have been down Felipe on him. Felipe Frank's got well, he's raw. He's, he's like raw. he's like uh, he's a better version of Tyrone Swoops. He's right a now. better version of Tyrone Swoops. He's a he's big a, guy, a bulldozer. That you know, like Quinn Grovey. I was on his radio show last week, and he said, "You got to make a business decision." If you're going to tackle this dude, because he and there were it. and there were some business decisions made yes, in that there secondary. Were, there I, mean, I noticed that. But up front, both sides of the ball, Arkansas clearly looked better, bigger, yeah. bigger, bulkier. So that's why I would give Arkansas the six wins uh, and Close, Texas though. four. But are they going to blow them out by nineteen? Oh, maybe some of the six. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe Texas would. will blow Arkansas out some of the six. But I think and I'm telling you, for any Aggie fans listening. You better come in there with your helmet strapped on tight because this is a different Arkansas team. Yes, it's in Arlington at Jerry World. So I think Arkansas is, you know, they're not a great team. We know that. No, but they're not. They're, not. I, they're going to have, I think, a winning season and go to a bowl game and and surprise some people. They were three and seven last year. They've they have a, they've had like I think it's four straight losing seasons. Yeah, they have. But they're a team on the rise. And my Aggie friends were tweeting at me and going, "Oh, welcome to the SEC." And I'm sitting there going, "Didn't you just lose your quarterback? And you're just you're one, you're one play away from losing at Colorado. Didn't you just score ten points? Mm-hmm. I mean, th- those are things. And now you got to face a, a rejuvenated Hogs. Those Hogs are feeling great. Yeah. yeah. And and A M has had their number. <clears throat> Over these last few years, so and they, I, you know they played New Mexico this week, and they've got a good quarterback. Terry Wilson for New Mexico is off to a great start. He's a transfer from uh, I'm trying to think. It's an SEC school, but uh, so me lion. they they I'm not saying they're going to have some issues because they're at Kyle Field, but if Zach Calzado blinks a little bit, you know New Mexico going in there with nothing to lose, so it'll be interesting to watch. 
I'm just excited to see what Casey brings to the table, Doug. Yeah. We talked to him. He's a film nut and he want he's, he's so he professional lives. and polished. He lives. But you know, it kind of reminded me of Gerard Hurd, who, who checked a lot of boxes, good with the media, great yeah. quote. Uh, but I don't know that he was a film nerd like Casey Thompson. And Casey Thompson grew up as a son of a quarterback. He did. So he was a quarter he had a quarterback at the dinner table. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what if that if that translates over to what's going on this weekend. And you know what? Let, let's hear what Casey Thompson had to say about his first career start. Oh, yeah, I just I just realized today that last time I started the game was November 2017, which is crazy. Um, but I'm excited. Um, I've waited a long time for this opportunity. And uh, I don't know, I just think it's a testament to perseverance and hard work. And uh, I'm excited for this team, the opportunity that we have to uh, bounce back and to continue to, to continue to push forward and press on towards the goals that we still have uh, at hand. Duck, he's confident. Yes, every time we've talked to him, he's been confident. You know, in August when we spoke to him, he his body language, everything he said. This is my team. This is my time. I've been waiting against Sam, backing up Sam Ellinger for three years. This is my time. This is my fourth year on campus. I am ready for this, and so I think he's going to come out smoking. You know, it's against Rice, so again, they're going to name the score. Uh, and Texas Tech, not a great team next week. They're also at home again. So these next two weeks, Casey has a chance to separate himself from Hudson Card. And a lot of people might be out there going, well, yeah, Hudson Card can do the same thing. You know, two home games against Rice and Texas Tech. And they're not wrong, but timing is everything. And Hudson's going to play. Um, Sark said that. Probably second half. Probably second yeah. half. Yeah, I think I think they're going to light Rice up. Um, oh yeah, they're angry. They're twenty six point. They've favorite. got B. John Robinson. I ain't I ain't messed with no point spreads when it comes no. to Texas. No, no. I don't. I usually don't. No, you know, I we're, don't. Ever. We're in these little pools where, yeah. we, where, we, where we compete, but we, we don't bet Texas. No, it's just, it, well, we're we're working that game, and I don't. I don't want that, that distraction, so we leave that alone. But Absolutely. I, I, if I were, though, I, I, 26 points. Rice was up 17-7 in Fayetteville. Yeah, and then Arkansas scored 31 straight points. Yeah, and, so, but, and it was the first game of the year. First too. game of the year, jitters. And I'm sure the crowd wasn't nearly as hyped as they oh, were for think, the Longhorns. You think? <laughs> you don't think they had their aisles down, Duck? No, I don't think the owls have a sign. So, all right. I just know the mob's not coming. That's disappointing. No, that is disappointing. Because you know there would have been some hogs dressed up. <laughs> they would have had some fun. They would have. Okay, here's a question for you. Uh, neither one of us, I believe, think quarterback is a problem area for them. Correct? I think it's the line. That's the problem. Yes, but quarterback is not a problem. They're going to be fine at quarterback. Right. They're going to be that. fine. At I offensive that. line. That's a problem. I don't know how you fix that. They're they're veterans. Duck their veterans. And what does that are, tell you? And and when your veterans who aren't getting it done, and your and your best most senior guy is not even at left tackle, he's at right tackle. Exactly. That lets me know right there that you're not all that. Jake Majors is probably the has the biggest upside of anybody. He's a sophomore, yeah. but he's not he's not ready for prime time. So I think that they're not. I don't know that they're going to face. I know they're not going to face teams as big. OU has big big lines. But I don't know that they're going to face another uh, big athletic line and so good up the middle as the Arkansas Razorbacks. They were great up the middle, Duck. They their linebackers were good and their tackles were good. And uh, I think Bijan's going to going to get his numbers. He's going to get his twelve hundred yards this year. But I, I I don't know that they'll face another line. But these guys, 
they always say a great running back makes an average offensive line a good offensive line. I think in the next four or five weeks we'll be going, oh, that offensive line's coming along. It's because they're not playing Arkansas anymore. Oh, sure. And I, I'm really surprised he's not looking at the younger guys like Hayden Connor and, and Carrick and Tyler Johnson a little bit more. Uh, Get him some I'm not run. sure what you have to lose because I'm not sure how many snaps those three even got. Not many, if any, against and I, and It's hard, harder for me to keep up with it when I'm at um, uh, when when I'm watching it from television. But I, uh, I would get them in there uh, a couple of series. They're going to get a lot of definitely, run this, this weekend, week, definitely, because you don't want them in the portal. Right. You don't want them looking at that portal. That portal is it's so easy to go. You know what? I'm I'm going to get in the portal. And you know what though? You by mentioning the portal, I think that's another uh, mess up by Sark not going in the portal to find some offensive linemen. You know, I mean, maybe he thought the veterans were were <sighs> were, were going to be good enough. I know at one point when they when they got they got they rushed three and they sacked. Yeah, and they sacked Hudson and yes. uh, Sark. You could just say, he just went, man, we're horrible. Yeah. you could read his lips. Yes, I mean, could. he was just he threw his hands up and he goes, yeah. if you can't block three with five, what are you doing? What are you doing? And th- they're just going to have to be better. Well, they need, and he, I didn't see the creative play calling. I mean, they send Jordan Whittington in motion, hand him the ball in the jet sweep a little bit, try the bubble screen. Give those guys something out in to the think perimeter, about. Move the pocket. I and don't Jordan know. Whittington didn't have a good game. He had a couple ga- passes he could have caught. Well, he had a drop, and the one in the end zone card threw on the wrong shoulder. Mm-hmm. But that that brings up another good point. The receiving core has not impressed yet. No, not you yet. Know, I think Xavier Worthy's got a big upside, but guess what? Doug? Joshua Moore has not been seen. Guess what? Doug? They miss Jake Smith. Yeah, absolutely. They miss a guy that can get open in the mid in in the middle of the field, uh, in the slot. A guy that can beat beat his defender and mm-hmm. get you six or seven yards. Well, there's nothing better than second and three yeah. in college football. That give that that's an offensive coordinator's dream. And Sark was prescient when he said, "We don't want to be in third and eight and third and nine. And that's what they were the whole and, game. No it was third does. and long the whole game. They just couldn't get going. And and when when you're behind the chains, I don't care who you play, you're not going to win. But their their receiving core's got a lot of proving to do. You know, I thought they would come out a lot better. And the kid, the kid missed on some deep throws. Yeah, he wasn't. I don't accurate. know that Casey will miss those throws. He wasn't. K- Casey has a better. Casey doesn't have a bigger arm, but he's more accurate on the deep throw. We saw that in the Alamo Bowl. He threw mm-hmm. some absolute beautiful, oh, beautiful yeah. spirals that hit the oh, hit right the receiver target. right on target for six. So I I think I think they're going to be better uh, vertically. Uh, I think I think he's going to I think he's going to run for thirty or forty yards because. That's what he does. He runs for more than that. Yeah, and he might run for more than that. And I just think they're going to be better overall. All right. Cameron Dicker, you worried about the kicker? No, but I'd I'd make sure that Bushevsky's ready to punt. I'm sorry. He's got a lot on his plate. Duck and I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago. I I don't like him with all of those roles. He's the holder. I mean, he's got too much going on. I think Dicker needs to be the kicker, not Dicker the punter, not Dicker the holder. Mm-hmm. And I know he's got he has NFL well, aspirations. Card's the holder. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Card's the holder. Right. That's right. Yeah, if Dicker so was Dick, the holder and the Dick, kicker, then Dick we'd have kick, some. Dicker's the kicker, the punter, and the kickoff guy. Yes. Card's the holder. They, they need a new holder. That's well, a Card lot. can hold this week. Yeah, he, well, he can hold from now on as so long as he's still So he's still starting. I just love this. They score a touchdown. He's a starter. He's going to be the holder. I don't know. Dicker's, that was a long field goal. 52 yards. But then you drop a punt. And you drop a punt for no reason. 
Because you know, maybe you're thinking about that field goal you just missed. Maybe. You just don't know. But I, just, I think I, they're asking I, too much, too. I think specialists should be specialists. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I've never liked doing both. And I think Justin Tucker, Justin Tucker may have punted when he was here. I think he did. Mm, I he don't may have, think so. Did you think, uh, I thought he did a little bit of punting. Yeah. I'll have to look. No, I'll, I think you're right. I think you are right. He yeah. did some punting. Didn't he have that fake against in Wyoming? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like from the ten yard line, I think you're right. Ill advised, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not a good idea. So yeah, so I think the line needs work. I think the receivers need work, and I think Dicker just needs to kick. Mm-hmm. I don't even mind him being the kickoff guy and the punter. No, I mean, I mean the, the kickoff guy and the kicker. Right, I agree. and just don't punt. I agree because I think Bushevsky's fine. We saw him in that practice. He, he yeah. was kicking them 40, 45 yards. Right, right. So or yeah. look for somebody else. I mean, come on. Let's go. You got a roster. You got a roster. Transfer portal. Well, Duck, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to be all over it. We're going to double team the Rice game. That's well, how, it's such a big game. That's how important this game is. Such it's going to be a, it's a two column game. Yeah. Duck. Only a few two column games Aren't traditionally many. Oklahoma, right. the bowl game, and Rice. Those are usually oh, yeah. the three. Got those, those circled. Are, got we those got circled. those circled in red ink. So we're going to be all over it on hook'em.com. And Duck, you know, we talked college. Let's get to our pro guest. Let's do it. On Second Thought. Duck, always a pleasure to have Brad Sham, the immortal voice of the Dallas Cowboys, joining us on the podcast. The Cowboys lost 31-29 to the Tampa Bay Bucks, but that's all right. We still get to talk to Brad. How you doing, Brad? (laughs) I'm, I'm hanging in there, Seth. How are you? <laughs> the one, the only, Brad Sham. In Hardly the, immortal, oh, though. I'll tell you, you can tell my you can tell my bad back about that immortal stuff. In I the, think he's got a different idea. In the interest of full disclosure, this is our first day back in the studio, as our listeners have heard, and uh, I'm an idiot, and I, you know, and I, I'm making sure this thing works, and I, I don't even think I created a new file the first oh time, my Brad. Oh so my But goodness. now, Brad, we're rolling, we're recording. It feels good. What is it? Take five? What is it? This is take number two, okay. and I think uh, I think it's going well. Shout out to Chandler Hoffley, our producer. If I was not uh, a kind soul, <laughs> I would say if I were snarky, uh-huh, yeah. I would say something like. What does your being an idiot have to do with taping <laughs> over that last segment? But oh. I'm not, so I won't say anything like that. Well, I always kid him. I said, don't remove all doubt. Have some people wondering. You don't have okay. to just come out and say exactly you're right. I give. I yeah. put Brad on a long leash. She shouted me out on my birthday years yeah, ago I know. I know. on game day, and I was getting all these calls. All these texts. You're famous. I go, yeah, I work at the Statesman. I'm city famous. I'm not national. They go, no, Brad Sham shouted you out. And I was like, wow. And I had just eaten lunch with him. I don't think he's ever shouted you out on your birthday. No, well, why are you rubbing it in? Why are you rubbing it because in? I'm not I sure can. that they've ever had a game on Kirk's birthday. That's a good point. That's Kirk, good if this point. makes you feel any better, I believe the, the uh, day of your birthday was the day before the game against Tampa. Correct. And I I gave you the same shout-out uh, consideration that I gave Charlie Waters, whose birthday was the next day. Oh Neither was on the day of the game. Okay. Got, we'll I'll take so, what we can get I'm going to tell you, I'm so glad you mentioned Charlie Waters. That was an epic Texas Sports Hall of Fame banquet. 
Uh, we're all on the selection committee, and Brad is a longtime MC of the event. And, and Hall of Famer. You know, and, and a Hall of Famer himself. And if you really love that event, then you can't miss it. There's nothing. Wild horses can drag a true lover of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame from it. I was there. Brad was there. I don't remember Kirk. You know that there. you know that Kirk is the uh, new co-chair of the selection committee, along along with our friend Melanie Hauser. Yeah. Why do you why are you rubbing them, it I in? Why are you rubbing it in, Brad? I don't think either of them was there, but uh, but Kirk had a, an illness in the family to attend to. Yes. So I mean, he, he gets he gets a pass, but it was. I'll tell you what. It. I was actually thinking about it driving home, and the next day said that the. Um, I'm not sure that banquet gets enough notice and it's normally a springtime deal and right. it ought to be uh tough to do it in, in uh at the precipice of football season but that's, that's tough you know last year there wasn't one at all but when you look at the as you guys know because as you said we are all three on the selection committee the the committee goes to some pains to provide a ballot for the voters including the public and past inductees, that is really reflective of the richness of the diversity of sports in our state. That's, that's uh, gender, racial, and across all different sports lines. And so w- when you're sitting there with DeMarcus Ware and Charlie Waters and, and Shane Leckler, and you're also sitting there with Michelle Carter wow. and, and uh, Francie LaRue Smith, and, uh, I mean, and the great, the great uh, female basketball players who were installed. And, uh, I mean, it's just to me, it, it is it, as if you are really a Texas sports fan, it's a can't miss thing because you're going to get some of the very best that our state has to offer, and it's that way every year. I, I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to be involved with it. Well, it's just a monumental task, you know, selecting, you know, from so many worthy and deserving candidates. And, and like you say, Brad, it's, it's the magnitude and the diversity of the people that we have to consider. You're talking, you know, NFL down to, not down, but NFL, rodeo, Soccer, right. mountain climbing. Right. We've had mountain climbers we've we've voted on. Uh, yes, we, that we've voted on. Yes, <laughs> any manner of uh, of sports people, bowling. What about a you know, what about a fat yeah. black sports writer that's pre diabetic? Will he ever get a vote? Well, like you said, the, the diversity and magnitude <laughs> is great. So uh, <laughs> throw your name in the hat. Absolutely. We'll see. But Absolutely you know what? Breathtaking. The the yeah. shocking part is, I talked to Kirk the next day, and I go. I got out of there at eight thirty. He goes, "Did you leave er- early?" I go, "No, they finished." No, no, you had the right MC who's not getting paid for uh, <laughs> by the minute, and and who and who had a noon kickoff the next day. So, uh, why were those speeches so short? Did you mandate it, Brad? No, you know what? That's dumb luck because as you guys know, I mean, every year they are given a um, guideline. Please don't exceed x number of minutes right and then every now and then you get a bud adams god rest his soul or uh you know you get somebody who goes 20 and we didn't have any of those this was a very coachable well coached from from uh leroy burrell all the way down to the end everybody was really 
right on point time wise, and that's uh, that was the key. But it's good you and coached even, them up. And we even and we even had the the uh, presentation to uh, the, the uh, widow of the late Robert Hurst, the great right. artist who we lost to cancer, whose paintings and uh, of the inductees are have always been such a um, an important part of the presentation of the Texas Sports Hall of Fame, both that night and then to any visitor. And, um, and then his successor, his hand-picked successor, had done a painting of him, of Robert, to present to his wife. So we even had that thrown in. And I, was, I won't lie to you, Cedric, I was proud of the time we got out of there. Yeah, As an we, MC, yeah. I always say, if the idea, I don't want to overly stress, let's get this done, because if the idea is to be done, then you don't really ever have to start. Right, right. You can be it, done without doing it. On the other hand, nobody's there for breakfast. Exactly. So you know, eight thirty's got to be a record, Brad. Uh, now, it was pretty good. That's pretty good. Six, and and so, we should yeah, and we should right. tell people Texas Sports Hall of Fame there in Waco, Texas, right in the middle of the state. It's definitely worth your while. Man, if you haven't and, gone uh, to that thing, you're missing out. You're missing out. It's, it's a history a, lesson. It's a history. Well, let's let's talk some football. We know. Uh, the NFL has started. College football, eh, it's not quite started yet, right, Sid? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it, 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 it may I thought, have ended wait, but here. I, I, but I read, I read a lot, you know, and I thought Texas was back. What's, what's going on? Oh, my goodness. How many times can they be back? I mean, <laughs> I mean that's like that, I don't know, it's like but that, they're gone again. Yeah, it's like that <laughs> movie. Are. It's like that movie Final Destination. They're, How do you make five of those? They're I mean, way back. They're way back. It's not the Final Destination not, if they're five of them. Not quite so final. And I yeah. heard you got in a little trouble for uh, on the Twitter world. Is that right, Just Brad? A little, you know, I was watching the game with some friends, and, mm-hmm. and I was watching. We had we had the, the uh, Texas-Arkansas game on a big screen, and I had – Missouri and Kentucky on my iPad because Missouri's my alma mater. Right. Oh, so yeah. late in the game, uh, you know, it's, and of course Texas is my second team because mm-hmm. of the years that I did the Longhorns. Right. So I'm very much for them. But we that we were actually talking about how unproductive Twitter is. Oh yeah. And uh, so I said, here, let, let's let's just see if I can get some kind of a. So I tweeted late in the game, are Texas defensive players on scholarship? Ooh. And, and I, I did get some reactions. <laughs> did you? A couple of which, yes, yes. A couple, <laughs> couple of which, a couple of which were, yeah, but but the Cowboys are worse. So the Cowboys are that bad and they're getting paid. <laughs> so I, I have learned enough not to get drawn offside twice. Uh, exactly. Uh, so I, I did not come back and say, we're not talking about the Cowboys. I didn't, we're, they're not playing tonight. So I just let it go. <laughs> I'm going to tell you though, if I think Texas fans would have taken a 31-29 loss at Arkansas, they'd be feeling yeah, a little bit well, better about that. Well, over what happened? Over what happened? <laughs> oh, and that's what the Cowboys lose to Tampa. They play at at the Los Angeles Chargers in that in that swanky new stadium. But man, I, I'm not into moral victories, Brad. But man, they they gave the defending world champions all they could handle. And Dak Prescott throwing for 403 yards and three touchdowns, uh, looking great. The two most important ankles in the Metroplex, Dak and Amari yeah. Cooper, uh, <laughs> they put on a real show, Brad. And that's got to bode well going up against a, you know, this is like a Buccaneers light, these uh, these young Chargers. They have a good quarterback and they have some good receivers. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a similar test. But I kind of like Dallas's chances uh, to go in there and get a dub. What do you think? Well, there's, you know, you, you you said a whole bunch, and um, 
And I'm just looking up, and the great Chad Hennings is walking right down the sidewalk here. From Air Force. Uh, so I have to stop and pay attention to another great Texas sports Hall of Famer, an Outland Trophy winner. Absolutely. Commander Hennings, would you like to say hello to the uh, Austin <laughs> podcast audience? Say hello. Greetings, Austin podcast audience. Hey, Hennings, how are you? As you were. As you were. <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can't beat this. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I look up, and there's Chad Hennings. What, I what am I going to tell you? Love it. Uh Here's the thing. You said you, you said a lot there, and so first of all, um, I'm not into moral victories either. And you have to be encouraged. I did not expect them to be ahead with a minute 24 to play. I did not expect them to be ahead with a minute 24 to play after having trailed by 11 points. And they just didn't play well enough to win the game. They. Uh, you, to win that game, you had to play nearly perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the kicking game alone, I mean, obviously the kicker left, I'm not counting the 60-yarder, he left four points right. out there. The decision by the special teams coach to not kick touchbacks because they, want, they, they wanted them to return mm-hmm. Kicks. They did that three times, and two of the three were run back to near midfield. Yeah, not good. Now, I, I'm not very smart, but I don't <laughs> think giving Tom Brady half a field is exactly the blueprint for success. It's bad enough to so, give him the ball. Yeah, anywhere exactly. And so, so you know, I thought that was poor, and the pass rush was less than what they need. And uh, you know, as great as he was, Prescott had a couple of missed throws. Uh, the 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 missed block by Jarwin on the option play mm-hmm. late, Oof. and then some people say yes, but I want I want my multi million dollar running back to beat that guy in the open field right. anyway. Right. So okay, with all of that, they went into and the and the place was rocking. It was a great atmosphere. Um, I'm not sure which one was the COVID section, but uh, <laughs> the, they, it was a great atmosphere, and they withstood it. Uh, Prescott's success really did not surprise me. Uh, I've kind of accepted that that's who he is. Cooper's a different story. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say he's a different story is if you look at his home road splits just in the time he's been in Dallas. He doesn't always show up on the road. No, no, no. He's poor (laughs) on the road. Right. Except for last year. Right. Last year, he was really good on the road. What was different about last year? No fans. No fans. That's Thank right. you. No fans. No atmosphere to beat. Yeah. But the fact that he walked into as hostile an atmosphere as you'll get outside of playing a division game. Right. And and for him to uh, show up like that, I think that's extremely encouraging. And, it, and it's good because it gets him going. So, you know, the, the good news is they played great against a team that's better than them. They, they absolutely had a chance to win. Many aspects of their team uh, were probably better than they expected. There were plenty of coaching points left, so that's all good. Now, my experience covering this league is that for whatever reason, last week has nothing to do with this week. Right. And so they have now put themselves in a position of building expectations Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, it wouldn't I I would be more surprised if they performed on that level against the Chargers than I would if uh, if they 
dropped off a little bit. They don't know this team. Um, I thought last year in the fourth quarter of the year, mm-hmm. if not the second half, I thought Justin Herbert was as good a quarterback as I saw. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. And and I watched the first half of their win against Washington. I mean, they 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 succeeded against a much better defense than Dallas has. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. They have. So, he, he's earned his now, chops. You know, they, they, and now they lost. Washington lost their quarterback. You don't know what would have happened. Mm-hmm. But still, <clears throat> Herbert is a, a, a stud. He's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the receivers, especially, uh, they, the last time the Cowboys played that team, it was here. But Williams and Allen, they're they're exceptional. They are exceptional. Right. Now, I'd be interested to see if they just put digs on Williams like they did on Evans, Evans last mm-hmm. week. He pretty much took Evans out after the first catch. He did. Uh, but they, they um, now what they don't have compared to Tampa is the depth and versatility at tight end. Mm-hmm. Their runners are a little above average, I would say. They're not great. Their offensive line's completely rebuilt. And um, some people will recall when it came down to time for them to draft and the two cornerbacks were gone and they traded back, the debate was, do you take <clears throat> Micah Parsons or do you take Rashawn Slater? Mm-hmm. I think both t- <clears throat> both teams are and were going to be <clears throat> excuse me, happy with their choice. But Slater had a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. He's their left tackle. Right. And, uh, and, and they've brought in a center who was an all-pro Green Bay, played for McCarthy, and a right tackle who was a solid player, played for McCarthy, and a left guard who was with the Steelers. And so they've just completely rebuilt the offensive line. And then defensively, um, you know, they can say all they want about Terrence Steele being improved. I'm not sure how much of that was apparent to my uneducated eyes in preseason. He ain't lying. But... uh, but I, I, he's not Lyell, and I don't like the matchup with him and Joey Bosa. No, mm-hmm. I don't like. So, I don't like any uh, matchup with Joey Bosa. Yeah, well, but there, that's what you're going to get. Yes, mm-hmm. you are. Uh, that is something to keep an eye on. There, you know, Brandon Staley is the Chargers' new head coach, right? And he was a tremendous defensive coach with the Rams, mm-hmm. and he has brought a. Uh, a multiple front disguise defense. It's going to test Dak, and it's going to test the receivers to read it. Um, I, I think, and frankly, before the regular season started, I looked at it and I said, "Here's here's one thing that could happen. They could this team could easily be zero two, and then still climb back and, and be okay." At the end of the year, if they can be one and one, if they can win the, and they can, they can win the game. Sure, but uh, but it's going to be hard. And if they can win the game, then I think they are really in pretty good shape. Well, let me ask you this: Is uh, is Zeke Elliott still going to be the highest priced decoy in the NFL? See, here's the thing: you have to stop looking at his production measured only in carries and yards. Mm-hmm. What he does in the passing game. Pass I mean, the, 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 the good thing about him is uh, that he is not a selfish player. Now, he though he wants the ball. They all mm-hmm. want the ball. 
Every receiver wants the ball. Jason Witten wanted the ball. He sure. just would go complain to Romo about it in the training room where nobody could see him. <laughs> so it's not that Elliott wants to be a blocking fullback, but he his pass protection is exceptional. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he'd have had a receiving touchdown on the play before the one that Jarwin didn't get the block for him if Prescott had gotten the ball out on time had seen him in the right flat, right. then Zeke, Zeke would have had a touchdown. Now, you know, they'll find ways to use him. They'll probably find ways to use him more than they did in statistical categories. Mm-hmm. So I don't look at him as a decoy. I, I look at him as a real important part of what they're doing offensively, and, and some of it may be receptions, and some of it may be blocking, and some of it will be running. But right. I, I think he's still one of their major weapons. And Tampa Bay is known for their rush defense. You know, you got a great no run defense. No you know, play to your strength. And so you have, you know, Dak throwing fifty eight times. That's not gonna be a recipe yeah, every and they, week. And they did not and they did not have Zach Martin and right. they will this week. Yeah, so exactly. We'll see. Exactly. We'll see. I just think it's a great opp- opportunity to um if they can get to one and one, and you got you got these three home games coming up, you got the yeah, you got yeah. Eagles, Panthers, Giants. Those are all winnable games. Uh, they're all they're up. all winnable. That's why I think this is so important. Sure. They could be they could be on a really good tear uh, right. if they're able to if they're able to do that. Um, you know, here's another interesting aspect that I'm kind of looking forward to seeing uh, when when you play the Rams. That's who that's whose stadium that is. Mm-hmm, right, and I don't know how many Charger season ticket holders there are. That's a good point. They didn't sell out. And I would the old not. Jack Murphy. No, I. That's what. Right, right. I would not be surprised if. Uh, I know where he's going. There yeah. were more Cowboy fans than Charger I fans there for the game. Going. I hear that. I they, hear they, that. They travel. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, Dallas Cowboys, and Pittsburgh Steelers. They travel better than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Green Bay. Yeah. Right. Definitely Green Bay is. Kicker a problem? Uh, is Zerline? You know, I know they brought in the uh, uh, the guy from the practice squad. I can't. I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but uh, not they sign him. Is that an issue? Is that I an can, issue? I could. I can pronounce it if I have it written out in front of me. Now, uh, <laughs> Kirk, you have just questioned two ways, and it's an important uh, distinction. Okay. Um, we were talking in training camp a few years ago about something. Uh, waiting for a Jason Garrett press conference. And, and Babe Laufenberg, my booth broadcast partner, said, you know, just because you can identify a problem doesn't mean you can identify the solution. Mm-hmm. And, that's deep. and Christy Scales, our exceptional right. sideline reporter, said, if podcast. you have a problem and you cannot identify the solution, then you have an issue. Mm. And so what you asked me there, Kirk, was first, do they have a problem? And then, is there an issue? So I'm going to say there's a problem. It's not yet an issue, but give me a week. <laughs> okay. Hey, kickers, lives of a kicker is week to week or kick yeah. to kick when you uh, look at it. Can't, can't you know, miss it uh, at uh, all. Offenberg tells the story better than I do, but I think it was Bill Parcell's first year, and they signed Mike Vanderjack who at that time was the all-time oh, yeah. NFL field goal percentage leader. Right. And he just wasn't the same guy. Yeah. And so he had a horrible camp, poor preseason, and after one of the preseason games or a bad practice, 
reporters went up to Vanderjack in San Antonio at the uh, at the Alamo Dome and asked him about it. He said, "Hey, no, look, I've been doing this a long time. I've had a lot of success. Uh, there's nothing to worry about." Then they went to Parcells and repeated that. Parcells said. Tell him I'm worried. So, <laughs> vintage, babe, vintage babe tuna. Actually, babe actually has T-shirts that his sons had printed up and and uh, wore for him one Christmas morning. One of them says, "There's nothing to worry about." The other one says, "Tell him I'm worried." <laughs> and, and, he was never the same after he missed that kick in the playoff game against the Steelers. And Steelers went on to win a Super Bowl that year, I believe. Right. Yeah, that was right. 09. You never know when yeah. a kicker's going to lose it. How about uh, Anthony yeah. Brown at cornerback? Is, is that a problem? Um, I, I don't see it as a problem. You know, the, one of the ones that looked the worst uh, was because a, a, another defensive back fell down mm-hmm. in coverage and so was not able to uh, uh, help where he was supposed to, and, and it looked bad for Brown. Anthony Brown's a solid player. No one ever mistook him for Mel Renfro. Mm-hmm. He's a solid player. May or may not be better in the slot. He's the second best cornerback they have right now, mm-hmm. and um, he's not as good a corner as the receipt most of the receivers he was covering last week. And he's not as good a, a corner as um, probably the receivers he'll be mostly covering this week. Mm-hmm. But he's a solid pro. He'll make some plays. Generally, a good tackler. Uh, they have to be assignment sound all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of teams who don't have two all-star corners. Oh yeah, you probably got one here. Yeah, yep. and uh, and and the other one, is, you know, maybe it'll be Joseph when he gets healthy. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. I don't know that he was quite emotionally ready. And you can't solve every problem on a football team at once. There's too many places. Well, how'd so, you how'd you see the you NFC know, uh, East, Brad? Uh, well, you know the Eagles had an impressive yeah they did outing, and you know we don't know if that's them or Atlanta, right? Um, it's Atlanta, but so they're they're <laughs> probably better than people thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Washington's got a little challenge now with its quarterback. Exactly. The thing that surprised me was uh, the Chargers. This this is a little scary for this week. I was I watched the first half of that game last night. Uh, they handled that Washington front, and that's a really oh, good yeah. defense. That's oh, one of the yeah. best defenses in the league. Definitely. So um, I I always think, Kirk, that when the season starts, last year's champion should be the favorite mm-hmm. until someone shows me differently. So to me. Uh, Washington's still the team to beat, and the next two or three weeks will tell if that's changed at all. And the Giants will will be a pain in the neck for a lot of people because that's how division games are. Sure. So I think it's close. I think Dallas has got as good a chance as anybody to win it, but they're going to have to prove it. Uh, and I like Saquon Barley did nothing. I don't know what he had, 10 carries, something like that. You know, very, very little impact. So I don't know if they're going to just kind of slowly – play him into the season or what but yeah you know i'm not sure he's a hundred percent i'm not either that was a bad knee yeah i stayed away from him in fantasy league i, yeah. I, I running back why a year you, after why do you the even play that? because we gamble brad i went to a catholic <laughs> a high school there's a lot of ways to gamble 
And he does I'll those too. Your money away. I'll, you can give me. Just send me your money. It's so much cheaper, Brad. In fact, in fact, send me half of what you're going to lose. I'll be happy, and you'll and you'll wind up ahead. I won That's the league. I won the league. If you love football, then you can't love fantasy football. That because fantasy that is football prob- is all about statistics, and football is about sacrifice and teamwork. Listen. And the two don't have anything to do with each other. So, uh, what do you have to say to Kirk Bowles, who's also in a fantasy league baseball league? Exactly. I, well, I'm addicted. an individual sport anyway. I'm addicted. So, no, the, the stat- an individual sport to begin with. Well, baseball, well, I throw, you hit, someone else fields. Okay. I, 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 okay, Brad, I hear that. So, to be fair, uh, instead of team stats, we use individual stats in fantasy league football. So we take the individual part of it. So I think we're good on that. Let me ask you this. Do you uh, play fantasy college football? No, I just don't have the, the interest in fantasy league college football. But would you? No, no. Pro's more fun. And I, and I work on Saturdays. It wouldn't be as fun. Yeah, no, I understand. My, here's my point. Uh, I run into cowboy fans who play fantasy football and the guy they've got is playing the Cowboys so they don't have to root against their team. Yeah. Okay, those are fans, Brad. Those are not fans. Those are those well, are they idiots. say they think they are. They, <laughs> they say are. they are. They are. They are. Yeah. Can't again can't root is, against your that team. That is the inherent evil of fantasy football. But you said that you run into them actually at games. They pay money to come to games and then they pull against their team? No, they tweet, they come up to me during the week. They I had a guy come up to me at a religious service mm-hmm. uh, and ask me um, did, who did I think would have more yards? Oh, uh, goodness. C.D. Lamb oh, goodness. Or, or Amari Cooper. <laughs> and I said, hey, Jim, I'm not going to help you with your fantasy football. I'm against it. Wow. Just tell them you're worried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the, the good thing, though, Brad, is I will say this, and Kirk can Kirk can vouch. Um, Kirk's only been doing fantasy league football for about four or five years, right, Duck? Oh, maybe a little longer. How long? How much longer? Uh, we started a baseball fantasy league in the seventies. That's a, and you know what is that? It's fun having a little juice on it because I'm not a gambler. You know, I've been to Vegas like two times. Well, I excuse, you know. excuse me, but I believe you are. I believe you are. Uh, disproving that theory with your very words of course you're a gambler well if you, you put in 50 bucks I, you know i spend that on uh on gin and tonics you know it's a hundred it's a hundred and twenty <clears throat> bucks to get in 125 okay. bucks to get in so what's your send addiction me, brad since we're, this is this is dr phil your pocket, you're ahead of the money this is dr phil we what's your have, addiction yeah we brad? all have vices what's yours brad don't say chocolate <laughs> oh no, sadly it's food have you seen me <laughs> Not no, enough. I, I can't see over my gut. Not no, enough. I haven't seen yeah. You. Oh yeah. my god. So man, this has been this has been heaven, man. We appreciate I, it I, so I will much. Tell you, you know what the answer to your question is? Yes. Uh, procedural crime dramas on television. Oh, oh is that well, right? What's your favorite? Oh yeah. What do you right. watch? What's my favorite? Yes. You know, I, I, here's here's where my life has has devolved. Uh-huh. I love Bosch. Uh, First thing that I do when I get into a hotel room mm-hmm. or in when I'm on the middle of the day is find a USA because there's either a law and order or a, an NCIS of some kind. Mm-hmm. 
on that channel, and I have that on like music in the background now. I knew you were a family. But do you watch Dateline? Do you watch the real? No, drama? no, no. Don't. God, no. I love. No. I, I have ten Datelines taped, and I I watch. I binge every so often. I uh, no. never get. I never get tired of Law and Order or SVU. Did you see right. the new organized crime one? Of course. No, oh, wonderful. Wait for, I can't wait for the new season. Oh, I love it. My Elliot very Stabler. favorite was uh, my very favorite was Criminal Intent. I have oh, the man, entire a... the entire Criminal Intent series on DVD. It's my favorite, <laughs> Brad. It's my favorite Law and Order. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is ah. Oh, ah. the one line. Remember when his mentor. Turns out his mentor was a murderer, and, and and he had the epic line, "You kill five people to get me back in the game." I was like, uh, "It was gold. It was just absolute gold." Goldblum one year was the was the lead after D'Onofrio was fantastic. Well, I tell you what, if if that's your one addiction, I feel so comfortable for you, and that's and why happy he's, that's you. why he's rich because he hasn't gambled and he's just he's <laughs> no, binged on that's a, on that's food. a reflection of what I get paid. <laughs> Man, I'm we not love making, you. I'm not making Kirk Bowles or Cedric. Oh, okay. you got you okay. got that right. You sure are not. You got that right. <laughs> oh man, this has been a piece of heaven, man. You have a great trip to. L.A. will be listening Thanks. to you on the radio, as always. And, uh, All right, boys. You're the best. Thank you're you, the best. man. We love you. you. See you, Brad. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. On Second Thought. Duck, what a great podcast. Man, it's so good to be back in the studio. Feels to good, see, doesn't it? To see you live and in person instead of on a computer screen. I'm sure... I'm sure a lot of readers would rather just keep you on the computer oh, screen. Oh, yeah, you know But it. I can see you, and it's just great to be in a studio and have this great sound. And uh, Chandler Hoffley, Adam, Adam Fish, they do a great job helping a couple of uh, computer illiterate bozos uh, bring you a podcast. And we can't, we can't begin to thank them enough. But that's going to do it for Episode 234 of On Second Thought. For the Duck, Kirk Bowles, I'm Sid Golden, and we'll see you at the game. You've been listening to On Second Thought, powered by Hook'em.com. Join Seth and Kirk every Thursday at lunch for a new episode. Archived episodes are available on iTunes and Google Android Play.